Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. It's Mandra here with your first BA Q&A of 2023. I am sad to not have my my bestie Tiff here in the booth with me, but she will be back next week. She is living her best life in Kenya right now. So, you know, we stand her, we support her, but we're a little bit jealous. That's all right. I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday. I'm going to jump right into some questions because when I tell you, I thought, oh, everyone's going to be taking vacation and, you know, the... BAQA emails not going to be popping off. Y'all have so many career questions. And y'all know as your resident career expert, I cannot wait to jump into these. So without further ado, it's time for the BAQA. Dang, I didn't say I thought I wasn't going to sing it, but I'm doing it. Why? It's time for the BAQA. Ah, the BAQA. It's so awkward singing by yourself. Oh, I'm hoping that y'all are singing in the car. BAQA. Hey. <laughs> All right. Our first question comes from a listener who'd like to be, I love this, bringing the heat, choosing violence. <laughs> a listener who would like her pseudonym to be waging war. All right. Hey, Mandy and Tiffany, I love the show. I have a career question. I'm one year into a new job in a new field. During the negotiations for this role, I secured a 20% increase from my previous job. During my performance evaluation this year, however, I found out I'm making the 20th percentile for this role and job title with my company. My review was very good and the annual bonus was about 10%, but I can't shake the thought that I'm being underpaid. I'm a black woman in STEM. My manager views the range as an opportunity to grow with lots of room for raises. How do you view a salary range? Does the 20th percentile mean I'm being underpaid? I was very underpaid in my last role. I thought I was finally closing the wage gap, but I'm no longer sure. I have a PhD and manage the product safety of a multi-billion dollar iconic company. I frequently work long hours and go beyond my core duties because I'm so new and I'd like to get up to speed. Am I overthinking the meaning of a salary scale? All right, waging war. I... I'm really happy that you sent this question is, you know, the first thing that came to mind for me is why would they tell you in your performance review that you're in the, and here's the thing, we're missing a key word here. Did they say you were in the top 20th percentile or the bottom 20th percentile? As a mama, every time I go to the doctor with my, with my toddler, they're like, oh, he's in the 99th percentile for height or you know, 60th percentile for weight. It's a way of sort of measuring where you stand among your peers but they're missing that like top or bottom. If you're in the top 20th percentile, that means that you're making more money than 80% 80 of your peers with that job title or similar job titles. So that's good. And I'm wondering like, 
if they wanted to bring that up in an interview, I mean, sorry, in your annual review, I feel like they probably meant you're in the top 20th. Like, why else would they want you to know, like, you're in the body, you're in the bottom 20th percentile for this role? I don't know. It's hard because I don't, I can't follow up with you, but I'll play it both ways. So let's say it was a misunderstanding and maybe you just need to have a, like a, a regroup conversation with your manager and say, hey, ever since my annual review, and by the way, thank you for the wonderful feedback. I am loving the job and loving getting to learn, but something was confusing to me and I wanted to get some clarification. When you said I'm in the 20th percentile for salary for this role, did you mean the top 20th percentile or the bottom 20th percentile? If I'm in the bottom 20th percentile, I find that pretty upsetting and I find it concerning. Maybe use the word concerning instead of upsetting. I find it concerning because of the value I'm bringing to the role and I don't want to feel like I'm being underpaid. So let give them a chance to clarify. Now, if they end up saying, yes, in fact, you are in the bottom 20th percentile for the role, um, there's a good indication that when you were hired, for some reason, they saw your skills as being, you know, maybe on the lower end of people with this job title, peers, um, comparables, and other people with similar roles. It could be because of the number of years of experience you had or certain training you have. So, and I want you to understand, like, as a hiring manager myself, when I was managing a big team, we did talk about percentiles. So when I would have a conversation with our compensation team, for example, and I wanted to have them review a couple of employees who had similar roles, but different uh, levels of experience, and I wanted to be sure that they were being paid like commensurate with their experience. Because when you look at their job title, you'd think, oh, they should make the exact same. But some company, many companies consider your experience and, and all of that when you when they determine where do you fall in this range. So let's say the salary range is seventy-five dollars to $85,000. The person who has five years of experience may be you know, at 83, 84, top of that range, and someone who's got a year or two of experience may find themselves making 77, 78 at the lower end of that range with room to grow, you know? So the fact that your manager mentioned there's opportunity to grow with room for raises, you know, that's giving me the sense that whatever they did to assess your um, experience and where you would fall within that range, they determined you have room to grow within this role. And so we're going to start you at the lower end of this role and give you that room to grow. I don't think it sounds particularly nefarious. This is pretty common. And it's how a lot of compensation teams and companies sort of view salaries. Now, you may take issue with it because you're like, well, shit, I don't want to start out at the bottom. Like, we don't, we don't want to start at the bottom all the time. And I, I don't necessarily know how many years of experience you had before this role. Um, but I definitely think it's worth, you know, having that frank discussion with your manager. And if it ends up being, yes, you're at the lower end of this pay range, what can you expect in terms of compensation increases in the years ahead? And if it just does not feel good to you. I mean, it sounds like you really like the role and you did get a 20% raise from your last job. So, you know, you're quitting your way up, baby. And I love that. But you kind of have to decide for yourself. And one of the best ways you can decide, am I underpaid, you know, other than asking your colleagues with similar experience, what they're making is still being open to taking interviews with other firms. And it sounds like you're in a pretty, if you're working for a multi-billion dollar iconic company, 
chances are you put that on your LinkedIn page, you're probably getting reaches, you know, outreach from recruiters. So I would take those interviews and find out with your level of experience what the compensation is looking like. And if you happen to get to the point where you've either got, you know, enough data, like a couple of jobs have offered you significantly or not offered you even, but a couple of recruiters have told you the ranges are significantly higher than, you know, what you're making now, you can bring that back to your manager and say, you know, I love working here, but I I have to be honest, recruiters have been reaching out to me and it looks like I'm underpaid for the market, you know, the current market rate for my role. Um, And you can bring that up in a like, really, you know, really calm and professional, you know, way and keep it conversational. And And then if you ultimately do get a competing job offer, then of course you could bring that to them and say, hey, I I really like working here. But as we've discussed about my compensation, I've had some concerns about being underpaid. I've got this other offer on the table. Um, I would love to stay here. I I really want to stay here, but I can't ignore the fact that I um, don't believe I'm being paid, you know, the market rate for my skill set. And then, you know, let the conversation go from there. Um, So I I'll leave it there. I I hope that that was like insightful and helpful for you, of course, sort of understanding the thought process behind how managers and compensation teams sort of put employees on that salary range scale. Um, What I like about it is it sounds like they have been putting thought into this and there's a method to their madness for sort of how they're determining where people fall. And the last thing I'll say is, as a manager myself, I, I liked having people um, who were in a growth role, you know, because for me, if you have enough to sink your teeth into, you're going to be more likely to stick around and feel like you are like learning new things. And just like you said, you know, you're, you're, you're learning new things and getting up to speed. Um, so I, I would look at it as a growth opportunity and, and be happy that you got that increase, but don't get it twisted. Always keep your eyes open to what the market is telling you you're worth. And the easiest way to do that is by staying open to interviews and keeping your eyes and ears open to what salary ranges are posted for similar roles at other companies. Okay, so it was a long answer. But to recap, I think you're because you're confused, I would just have like a regroup with your manager and just say, hey, again, thank you so much for the great feedback. There was something that was said during my during my review that really um, threw me for a loop or left me a little bit confused. I'd love if you could clarify it for me and then ask them, what they really meant by that whole 20th percentile thing is a top is a bottom, and then what sort of thought process went into that. Um, and they may be able to reassure you that, you know, you're on the right track and all that jazz. But thank you so much, Waging War. I'm thinking now your pseudonym is a little more intense than your question was, but I don't feel like you have a war to wage here. I think that, you know, it's just about having that frank discussion with your manager, which can be awkward, but Believe me, just get it cleared up so that you're not, you know, agonizing over it and being left to wonder where you stand. All right. Okay. Let me take a little break and I'll be back with another of y'all's juicy career questions. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. 
Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Okay, BA fam, let's go. We have another juicy career question from listener Julieta or maybe Julieta. I want to be sure I'm pronouncing it right. And they have a very interesting question and one that I'm starting to get more and more from the women that I coach through my career coaching practice, the Lego. Julieta says, I'm currently working at a large tech slash media slash entertainment firm, and I'm looking for opportunities at other companies where I have a better chance for upward mobility. I've been here for four years. I have seen amazing positions at companies, but I don't respect them. Companies like Facebook, Amazon, Tesla. So how do I reconcile my need for career advancement and my activist heart, which bristles at the thought of working there? Thank you in advance. Please keep my current company name censored. I got you, girl. All right, Julieta, Julieta. Let's talk. So the listen, it's it's tough because at the end of the day, a lot of private sector companies are just they leave a lot to be desired. You know, like I've got 
coaching clients who work at big banks that have done horrible things. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got to get paid, right? But I do believe that you can find a place where you have opportunities for advancement and you are proud of the company that you work for and their ethos. It just means that you're going to be a little bit pickier. So what I would say is if you do not respect those firms, Facebook, Amazon, and Tesla, don't apply there. Don't apply there. I mean, you've got a great brand name. I can see that's going to be on your resume already. Um, And I think any firm would be happy to have you with that experience that you've got there. So I would just say be true to your gut. You know, you can and just tell yourself this, you can find a role that has opportunities for advancement. And that also is doing good in the world, um, or at least gives you an opportunity to make an impact. Now, I would open you up to the idea of, for example, a lot of big firms, not necessarily just in tech, but a lot of private companies or public companies, they have um, corporate social responsibility teams. Um, what's the other word for these? Like, or foundations that they that they run, like philanthropic endeavors. And you may be happy, you know, joining a company that you maybe is not in your mind, like the best, but working for a team at that firm, who's going to put all those billions of dollars to really good use. So like, I mean, would you rather make an impact and help a company, you know, use their dollars and use their technology and their products for good and have a role in that? Like maybe that's what you should, you know, consider as well. And just because you have an activist heart, like I know people think, okay, I want to, you know, do something good in the world, I got to go work for a nonprofit, like nonprofits are great. I will say they can be just as toxic as big, you know, big bad companies. So don't get it. Don't 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 think that it's, you know, going to be all rainbows and sunshine in the nonprofit world. But it's not your only option. You know, Um, and as you head into your interviews, which I hope you have been interviewing different places, Keep in mind what is important to you about a company's, you know, work and what is it about these other companies that give you the ick and what are you actually looking for in a new firm? Is it the amount of philanthropic work that they do? Is it how they treat their employees? Is it the diversity and inclusion efforts? Are they actually doing them? Like, and ask those questions during the interview process so you can start weeding out people or weeding out companies that don't meet your expectations. The good news is that you've got a sweet job right now at a great company. So I would say this is the perfect time for you to be out there playing the field and seeing what other options are open. And you have the opportunity to be picky, right? Because you've got a paycheck coming in. So take advantage of that. Be picky, be choosy, and find a firm that feels good to you and also is going to give you the opportunity to make an impact and grow in your career because you deserve that just as much. Please, please don't think that you should have to work for somewhere because they have a good cause or they do good work and sacrifice your own career advancement, happiness, well-being, pay, all of that for the greater good. No, 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 no. We, it's not selfish. It's not bad to want to have a successful and fruitful and meaningful, you know, career. And also too, get to make an impact through the work that you're doing. You can have it both ways, okay? That's what we got to believe. All right, Julieta or Julieta, thank you so, so much for your question. Hey, y'all, if you want to be featured on the BAQA, hit us up. You can email us directly, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. You can also slide into our DMs on IG, like Miss Julieta here, 
And we are Brown Ambition Podcast on IG. And don't forget, we have a website, brownambitionpodcast.com. Submit your questions, check out past episodes, buy some BA swag. Y'all know we got swag. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. All the good stuff at brownambitionpodcast.com. All right. Happy, happy new year. It's so good to be back with y'all. And I will see y'all next week back with my podcast bestie, Tiffany in the hot seat. Uh, Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Hey, BA fam. We could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.